Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. But notice in verse 6, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth. To those who dwell on the earth. Notice this word gospel. This is the only time this word is mentioned in the book of Revelation. It's right here. It's right here. This word preach actually means it's the word evangelizo, which is where we get our word evangelization or evangelical. Welcome, everyone, to Truth in Christ Radio, sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Rochester with senior pastor and teacher Rob Kellogg. Today we learn about another angel that is sent by God to carry a message to everyone on the earth. This other angel preaches the gospel, but also announces judgment. Because the judgment of God is so evident on the earth in the Great Tribulation, it is no wonder why the crowd of those saved through the Great Tribulation can't be numbered. Now let's join Pastor Rob as he concludes this part of chapter 14 in the book of Revelation. The marriage bed is undefiled. God made that for that reason. It's a good thing within the bonds of marriage. Outside of marriage, you're in trouble. It creates a lot of hardship. A lot of, it creates a lot of pain. Because God designed for a, a husband and a wife to come together physically and emotionally within the bonds of marriage because it's such a strong bond. And when you make that bond outside of marriage, you are committing adultery against your own soul, against the Lord, and against whoever that person might be married to in the future. You've taken something from them that can never be gotten back. Do you understand? Why is it such a big deal? It's because of that. God's desire is to have one because it's a picture of Christ in the church. Marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. And Christ gave his life, guys. He gave his life for her. I love what it says in Proverbs. It says, let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your roof. Wife of your roof? This is a hard thing. Say that three times really quickly. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth as a loving deer and a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured, literally intoxicated with her love. That's the secret. Drink water of your own cisterns. Men and women, if you're married, let your wife, your husband, be the one that you go to for everything. Although it is possible that these 144,000 are physically virgins, it could be, probably is, could be, 
But certainly, it's speaking of their separation and purity unto God. They were separate unto God. They had nothing else in their life that would get in the way of it. In fact, in, um, spiritually, they were submitted to Jesus. They were devoted to him, unlike the prevailing mood and attitude of the time that they're living in. Because what does it say in Revelation 14, verse 8? It tells us, that another angel followed, saying, Babylon has fallen, has fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And this is speaking of not only the city itself, which could be Rome, by the way. Babylon may not be Babylon. It may actually be Rome. It's probably nothing else other than that. It's either Babylon or Rome. And we'll look at that when we get into chapter 17. I have a, uh, the more I'm looking at this, the more I'm, I'm believing that Babylon speak, spoken of in Revelation is Rome. I can't get around it any other way because I, I still don't see Babylon, even today, it's not being built. I mean, uh, Nebuchadnezzar tried to rebuild it and his life was snuffed out and everything stopped. It's still a desert. The ruins are still there. Barely seen, but they're there, but nothing's happening. And the Bible pronounced judgment against Babylon that it wouldn't be inhabited. So I have a funny feeling that John is using Babylon as a code word for Rome. And we'll look at that. That's just my hunch. That may, opinion may change as we go. But, um, you know, many people feel that way too. But are you separated? As these 144,000, are you separated unto Christ? Or are you still wallowing in your sin and living a lifestyle of sin? I would encourage you to, to really let these men inspire you, men and women. Be separate to God. Be separate to God. What does it say in Revelation 18? And I heard, and, and, and again, we're going to be getting to this chapter in a, who knows how long. But it says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of Babylon. Come out of Rome or this, this false religious system that's going to be set up in the last days. It's already very well formed now as it is. But God says, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues because she will be destroyed. This false religious political economic system that signifies Babylon or Rome is going to be destroyed. It's going to be destroyed. And notice in verse 6, or I'm sorry, in verse 5, and, I, and there, in their mouth was found no deceit, for they were without fault before the throne of God. Without, with, <laughs> without fault before the throne of God. Notice they weren't sinless, but they were without fault. Do you know the difference? Paul was faultless. As he said, you know, before he went through, when he made, when he sinned, he went through the sacrifices. He went through the prescribed things that would uh, put away that sin, so to speak. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean you're sinless. It just means that when you, when you blow it, you did the right thing and, and you had the sacrifices and all those things, you covered it. But notice in verse 6, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth. To those who dwell on the earth. Notice this word gospel. This is the only time this word is mentioned in the book of Revelation. It's right here. It's right here. This word preach actually means it's the word evangelizo, which is where we get our word evangelization or evangelical. You know, you, you go to evangelize, to talk to people about Jesus. You're preaching at them, to them, trying to convince them of their need. For Christ. 
That's what an evangelist does. That's what this word means. And this is what this angel does. This is what the angel does. And notice the grace. Notice the, the, the I forget what I called this, the, the wonderful uh, the grace, the loving kindness of God. I, I forget the actual title. I don't have it here with me. But notice the grace of God in this. Even in this dark period of seemingly hopeless wasteland, there is hope still for those who are willing to turn from it. Willing to turn from it. What does it say in Second Peter? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but he's long-suffering. He's patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Even here in the tribulation period, as we get closer to the end of it, God is still throwing out the bait and seeing who's going to bite. He's throwing out the spinner, seeing who's going to take, take it, Right? What does it say in Ezekiel? I love this. As I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? And what does he say also in Galatians 1 verse 8? But even if we, Paul says to the Galatians, whether we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. And what is this angel preaching to the world at this horrible time in history? Preaching the everlasting gospel. One last shot. One last shot for them to get it. Will they take it? What did Jesus say in Matthew 24? This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Are you talking to people about Jesus? You know, it's so easy to get into a comfortable kind of thing where we just kind of, we have our routine And there's no more any zeal, there's no more hunger, no more desire for the lost. And when a church loses that perspective of that there are lost people that need to be saved, folks, that's a really bad place for us to be. That means that something has happened to us. And it's not something that it's not something that, you know, God is going to condemn us for. But it breaks his heart. Because if my heart is not desiring to tell people about Christ, and if I, if I no longer want to do it, is it easy to witness to people, to tell people about Jesus? It's not easy, is it? How do you start up the conversation? Usually that's the hard thing. It's so nice when it happens just kind of naturally. You know, somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, I want to receive Christ. Well, great. Let me pray for you, you know. But what if you're sitting in an office? I remember in 9-11. No, not, was it, yeah, it was 9-11. I, went to, I had an appointment, and I'm sitting there in the, in, the, in the waiting room, and I'll never forget this. Everyone is hurting. Everyone still, it was pretty fresh after 9-11. I'm sitting there in that thing, and I could just see the depression, and everybody's just kind of like really dealing with it. And the Lord put on my heart, he says, why don't you stand up and speak? Stand up and start talking about me, the hope. And I sat there for five minutes negotiating. Oh, Lord, I don't want to do that. And he just kept urging me and urging me to do it. And so finally I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Take that step of faith. Are you worried about looking like a fool? I could care less. I stood up and I told everybody the good news. 
you know? And again, don't, don't applaud me, but, but what I, the reason I bring that up is sometimes you can get into the place where you are just racked with fear, and you know, sometimes it's just good you just to break out of it. Just start speaking. Stand up and say, folks, I want to tell you about somebody who loves you more than anybody can possibly love you. His name is Jesus Christ. And that's how I started. And I just started sharing with them. And then I sat down after it was all over with. I have no idea what happened. It wasn't my, I didn't have to worry about that. But I want to encourage you to step out of that comfort zone. As this angel is going over and preaching the everlasting gospel in a very difficult time, you and I have the great opportunity now, and it's really easy, relatively. Relatively easy. Break out of it. Step out of yourself. Say, God, here I go. Help me. And get up and do it. Do it. And you'll probably find, and this happens to me more than often, and again, I'm no great example, okay? I'm I'm not. But I, but I will say this, the times that I have gotten out of myself and, 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 and just threw away the fear of man and did that, there was always people come up to me afterwards saying, thank you so much. There were some who dismissed it, but then there were people who come up and said, no, thank you so much, that's the best thing I've heard. And then I'd have Christians coming up to me especially and saying, you know what, I could never do that. As soon as you started speaking, I was scared to death for you. But I'm encouraged now because I can do that too. And I'm like, you better believe it. But how are they going to know unless we do it? So do it. Deal with the fear. And the more you do it, the easier it will get. Don't worry about what people think of you. You're, not, you're probably not going to see them ever again. Have you thought of that? You're not going to see them probably ever again. Why, why does their opinion matter of you so much? Boy, the devil works hard, doesn't he? There have been times where I've been at, uh, at Wegmans. Now, uh, most of the time, I keep my mouth shut, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm distracted thinking, but there are times when the Lord just, I'm sitting there with the teller, and she's running through the stuff, or it could be a young man. And the Lord would just say, just nudge me, and just say, Rob, just share. Just share. Say something. And so I do. And it's not up to me. And I fumble over my words. Sometimes it feels a little awkward. But I just try to keep it simple. Keep it simple. Even if you just tell somebody that Jesus loves you, do you know that? He is the one. He died for my sin, and he died for yours too. Do you know if you just give your heart to him, you can have eternal life. If that's all you said, that's more than that person heard ever since they were started that job. I guarantee it. I remember one time asking a lady, I said, uh, I said, this is kind of awkward. I says, but I, I need to share something with you, and I did. And then afterwards, I said, That's, you probably never heard that before. And she goes, no, I've been here for 15 years. Never heard anybody share that with me. And one day, my daughter, she was just, you've heard this story, and it's, it's a wonderful story. My daughter was just, uh, she was old enough not to be in the cart, but she was still in the cart. She was standing in the cart, I think. And there was an African-American woman at the cash register at Wegmans. And she, the woman was very busy. And I was out to lunch. I wasn't thinking about anything, right? But Ariana had saw me do this before at times. Not consistently, but at times. And she decides to take a shot at it. And so we're there in line, and she'll, she'll corroborate the story. It was wonderful. And she looked at the woman, and she looked up at her, and she said, Do you know what Jesus loves you? And she said it real tenderly like that. This African-American woman, the tears just started to flow. 
And she said, that's the best thing I've ever heard. And she goes, I am a Christian, but I've fallen back. And I am so glad to hear that news. Out of the mouth of babes. You know, isn't it wonderful? But see, we're going to end here. We didn't get where I wanted to go, but that's okay. But be encouraged. You know, as this angel's flying through the the heavens, how that's going to happen, I don't know. It says it's an angel. I'll just take it as an angel. How is he going to do that? How loud is his voice? Can he do it in one circulation of the globe? Does he even have to make a does he even have to go around the whole earth? Maybe he can speak at once and everyone can see him from the I don't know how that will work and it's the physics are up to God. But I think he's got a handle on it, don't you? He who made all things, created the law of gravity, who holds the earth up there and you know how many kazillions of tons is the is the weight of the earth and yet it's just sitting out there. Have you thought about that? Just kind of get away from yourself for a minute and think the earth is just sitting out there in space. There's nothing underneath it. Nothing. There's no string attached to the top. I mean, it's... Are you kidding me? And there are other things floating around too. And they're not going to collide into us? No, everything that's on its circuit, God's got it all covered. He's like, okay, I got the whole thing going. It's good just the way it is. Be encouraged. Tell people about Jesus. Tell them, get out of yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. The best thing you can do is say, and just pray and tell them what God has done in your life. Say, can I tell you something really quick? I, I was living, in a, living a life of horrible stuff, and God got a hold of my life. Do you know he wants to get a hold of your life? Do you know he loves you? Do, you and I are the same. You know, we're, we're, we're sinners. But for God so loved the world, he loved all of us, that he gave. He gave the greatest gift. Jesus, he became sin for us that we would not die eternally, but we have everlasting life. Something simple. You know, John 3.16 is a great place to start. And it's awkward, right? Because most people today are on the move. But guess what? That that, That teller at Wegmans has got at least three or four minutes while she's scanning that stuff, I'm yapping away. I don't do it all the time. I just do it when I'm led, you know. And, and sometimes, I'll be honest with you, God has put it on my heart and I've not done it. And who loses? Everyone. I lose because I chickened out and they lose because they didn't hear the greatest thing that they could have heard all day, all week, all month, all year. And no one else is going to do it. No one else will probably do it. But you, Christian, you and me, open our mouths. Open our mouths. Open our hearts. Lord, give us a hunger. Give us a a burden for the lost again. And give us wisdom about how to reach this area around us. All around this church, there's so many subdivisions and roads and houses. And last summer, we went and visited some of those. We'd love to do that again Give us wisdom and understanding, how to reach them, what to say, how to say it. What can we do to make it not watered down, but give us creativity. Help us to show them that we really love them. We're not here to put a notch on our belt so we can have some kind of spiritual pride in what we've done. 
Believe me, there's been enough of that. There's a point when you get old enough in the Lord, you're like, you know what, I could care less about any of that. I just want to be real. I want to be genuine. I want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not doing it for the church. I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm doing it for him because they need to hear what I have taken into my heart and has changed my life. They need that too. They need it. And what a great time now. They need it more than ever because suicide and alcoholism and adultery and all this stuff is going through the roof. The statistics are going way through the roof more than COVID-19 is. Going right through the roof because of all the stuff. People are hurting. We got a great time right now. There's a harvest that is just white right now. This is probably the greatest evangelical time in our history and if we miss it if we miss it that's going to be a hard thing to swallow isn't it God is not angry with you but will you take the challenge this week hand out a do something you know there's there's all kinds of stuff you can break the ice you know think about it ahead of time and then pray and then just be led by the spirit of God but for heaven's sake Share your faith. Share it with your family. Share it with, and do it in love. Don't condemn. Amen? Let's stand. Father, we come before you, and uh, Lord, as we consider this chapter, really hadn't anticipated going here too much. But Lord, it's your business. Lord, we pray that, Lord, you would give us a greater fear of you, and not a fear that is afraid and scared in a sense, but a a holy reverence, Lord, for you. Lord, that there'd be nothing that would keep us back from sharing the truth of Jesus Christ, the fact that we have sinned against a holy God, and the fact that we do deserve to go to hell. But you have paid the price for us, Lord. Help us to not... Help us to always share those things, Lord, the good news, the gospel, the everlasting gospel. Lord, give us that favor. Give us that grace. Fill us with your spirit. Lord, baptize us by your spirit every single day, as often as you will, even when we are not aware of it, Lord. You do the work in us and help us just simply to open our mouth. Open our mouths, God. And Lord, before you open our mouth, open our hearts. Open my heart, God, that I would never shrink back again when you urge me to share something. Lord, help me not to dismiss it and just think, well, it's just my own voice in my head saying, do this. Lord, help me to step out in faith and just do it and notice that it was from you all along and I just second-guessed you. I I doubted you. Lord, help us to do that. And Lord, help us not to be condemned. Your love for us is great, Lord. We're going to heaven. (laughs) We are going to heaven. If we are a believer in you, Lord, that's a done deal. But Lord, help us, because Lord, there's nothing truly greater than to share that truth with somebody, and they finally, the lights come on. And Lord, how many times will we have to share it before the light does come on? Probably for every time we get a compliment or somebody says that was a blessing, I was so glad to hear it. Be How many times will we share that before there's a, finally a tear, Lord? Probably many. But Lord, help us to never, never shrink back. Help us to continue being a part of that great commission that you told us before you ascended on high. 
to go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Lord, give us that unction again and stir the church here and the church in this county, the church in this state, the church in this country, and the church in this world. Stir us again, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today, but please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our journey through the book of Revelation. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcast. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.